0: So what we do is we find this drug dealer, right? Yeah. We befriend this drug dealer.
1: Befriend the drug dealer.
0: But the dealer is never the producer, right? So you are trying to make okay. your way up a little bit higher, the person who probably buys the weed and then distributes it to their dealers, right? So okay. now we're at the boss, the boss, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We be, we me, befriend me. the boss. Okay. we with Sam now? Now yeah, we befriend yeah. Sam.
1: All right, everyone. Maceo thinks that I'm responsible for doing the intro today, and I think that he is responsible for doing the intro today. So. We're gonna play the last step okay okay here we go let's see who actually is supposed to do the intro so this is last step. if you don't know if you haven't really picked up on this we switch off doing the intro every week here we go recently lego made this new line called like something LEGO oh we have racers. to get through that you
0: gotta skip through the little Reason. sneak peek uh Legos. So okay, okay. Unopened McLaren said, What is up and welcome." Oh, sh- oh. <laughs> Jesco, unopened, Wait. GR, Supra, and oh, this one actually I did build, which is a Ferrari F. I I am speechless. Yo, 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 guys, what is up and welcome back. Oh to the no, R- whose R- voice R- is R- that sound? We have an absolute banger going for you today. Bang. Alright everyone, what is going on? Welcome
1: back to the Teen Finance Podcast. I truly thought that I did this last week, but I guess <laughs> not. Um, It's been an eventful week. It's the start of what I'm going to call my... It's either my fantastic February or my frantic Feb- February. It, right now it's feeling pretty frantic. Just got back from a debate conference in Santa Barbara, which was really... It was. It was all. It was. It was fun. the The committee and stuff itself was kind of mid. The mm-hmm. thing is, I got like no homework done down there. So this morning, uh, I had to do like my history notes and stuff. This came in the mail while I was gone. New camera. Oh, I think man. I talked about buying this on the last
0: episode, right? <clears throat> Your three thousand dollar mistake. <laughs> yeah, I know. But well,
1: hopefully it's. I mean, hopefully it's not. It was not a mistake. Because that's where the next things in my schedule come up. This. Friday is our school's winter formal, which because I'm class junior class president, I'm in charge of like it's I, I'm the out out of the list of responsibilities that people can have. I'm like the highest student responsibility because the juniors are in charge of putting on this event. So we have that that's Friday night. And then the next morning at 9 a.m. from 9 to 12, I'm fil- I have to go to we're running a baseball clinic for the little leaguers. And I'm going to do the clinic while also filming it to get footage for um, a video that we need for fundraising. And then I, that ends at 12, but then also at 12, I need to be at an art installation to film a video for a client. So we're doing that and then that'll go from like, you know, 12 to five ish or something like that. And then I have Sunday to chill out and try to get as much homework done as I can. Because then on Wednesday, I'm leaving to go to the UK, so London and Edinburgh. And then I get back on the 22nd, and then it's probably going to be like a week of just like trying to catch up on all the schoolwork I missed, which I've done before. Because last year, I, I went on a trip to Hawaii like a week before. A week after or before spring break or something like that i don't know but i had one week where i slept like four hours a night i just had to enter into <laughs> like peak human um phys- uh, physical mental performance mode i think now i can do it i did it once i can do it again right
0: yeah totally are you, are you excited for your trip Like, how, are you i am prepared? excited for it are you feeling ready
1: yeah like we're gonna we're going to edinburgh first The funny thing is I, in my, um, my model UN debate thing that I just did, we were doing a, uh, like a crisis committee based on the war of the roses, which took place in, um, in, you know, the British isles in England. So I feel like I have a very, it was like a ton of cities that I'm about to go visit and stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. That's funny. Um, Yeah everything's planned out for that trip. I'm not going to have a ton of free time. I was like, Oh, maybe I can like pull up and find Max bunting on the street or something. <laughs> maybe that's still possible. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. That's something that I need this camera for because I'm not even in the class that's going on the, on the school trip. So I'm, I'm just there to film a video. So that's my responsibility, which is, I guess cool. Cause instead of, or not instead of doing school, but like kind of, I still have to do the school work, but, uh, got to go film a, A fun video, so yeah. so how's your February?
0: Um, actually, pretty good. So I'm going to Arizona in like two weeks to go close on a building with my dad. And it's the for the long weekend, so I'm gonna go spend the whole weekend in zona.
1: Yeah, did you talk about that?
0: Uh, I don't think I've talked about it yet. So my dad's buying a, I think it was fifteen thousand square feet building. Of space in arizona right now so we're going to close on that in on the 16th so in 10 days we'll be there closing on it and we got like a nice airbnb and everything so oh dope it, it should be fun we're gonna go like off-roading and all that good stuff get so. the full zona experience yeah we're gonna get the zona experience dude. wait it's in
1: like a it's in phoenix metro in phoenix. what's that it's
0: like it's like right next to the airport
1: okay yeah it's like so it is phoenix it's not like one of the... it's
0: yeah no it's like the heart of phoenix cool yeah. I want
1: to go there. I want to visit it once. Once you guys get that,
0: <laughs> we all got a road trip down there and go. Road trip,
1: dude, that would be sick.
0: We could just sleep in there. I mean, like, who's gonna stop?
1: Us? <laughs> who's gonna stop us? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, February's a, it's a fun month. You come out of winter break where you've just like, winter break was so fun, dude. I just got to chill. I, I got to read and, and 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 hang out and just do what I wanted. And then school starts back up again, and you're just like, oh wait. Like, responsibilities Mm -hmm. exist, but... Yeah. It's fine. What are formals coming up, man? Yeah, you ready? Did you buy your ticket?
0: I didn't buy my ticket. I need to buy it.
1: Okay, good. So, quick. Finance is everywhere in your life. And right now, we're we're doing the finances. I think I can be transparent with this because technically, it's public money, so I'm supposed to be transparent with this. Um, For the school, we're doing... For the winter formal and stuff, we're selling tickets for like, I think it was $40 was like the cheapest you could get them. The reason people, a lot of people are saying that's expensive. The reason it's that much is because we need to make a lot of profit because that'll go towards our prom, which is going to cost around $20,000. So any money that we raise on top of this is just going to lower the price of your prom ticket. What we spent on our total expenses for formal are around six thousand dollars right now i think it might get up to seven thousand so far we've sold ten thousand dollars in tickets or just under which means that we have around three four thousand dollars profit hopefully a lot of people what i'm hoping are that we have is that we have a lot of people like you who plan on going but just haven't bought their ticket yet because then what that means is we're going to sell a lot of tickets at peak price so if we sell another you know 100 tickets or something at $50 a piece that's like another 5k that we can um yeah on there so I think uh I'm optimistic that we will uh be able to end up with a solid you know $7,000 in profit to go towards our prom which would be pretty good so yeah that's how much school events make if you're if you've been if you've ever wondered
0: (laughs) that's wild
1: but it is expensive to get venues and stuff like our, our venue costs like five thousand dollars, I think.
0: No, oh, nice.
1: It's a good venue though. Um. All right, moving into the actual content of the podcast, I we just talked for eight minutes.
0: Bro. <laughs> oh no, I'm <laughs> then, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I, I'm
1: sorry. You. Could, I hope you skipped through that. If you listen to us, or our, our, if you listen to our problems for that long, then uh, <laughs> respect to you. Um, some things that have been happening in the last couple of days. So when we we're in school, um, our AP US history teacher, who is constantly doing um, a ton of different things to teach us basic economics. So we have like our class currency and stuff, which I don't know if we've talked about, talked about this, but our friend group kind of like uh, we created like a trust and we, we find a way to like kind of break the system with that currency and win a ton of extra credit. Now that's we, that was like a fun experiment because he was like, "Oh, do whatever you want with the the class currency. Once you get them, I don't care. I'm just gonna be hands off. It's a free market." <laughs> but then more recently, we did a stock market simulation. I want to know how that went for you, Maseo. I don't know if I if I asked you.
0: Um. Well, things were going really well for me, to be honest. I was okay. going up on. I was coming up on three hundred dollars for a while. Wow. Um, and I got caught holding the bag
1: you I, you what when did you did, did, don't tell well, me you held until 1929
0: no 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 I didn't hold all the way I sold about 80% of my hold no 70% probably of my holdings and so then when it ended I thought maybe it wouldn't crash and I was gambling on the chance that it didn't too. some of my stock so I was only bank stock and I was like yo maybe you won't crash it and so from that, I had lost, you know, like a hundred or eighty dollars or something. So I ended at like two twenty, but okay, I That's could, have done, I I could have done better. I knew I could have done better.
1: All right, so my my strategy was, I was from hearing what other people said. To be fair, I I, I knew that he was going to play it historically accurate. So yeah. I knew about that nineteen twenty nine crash, and I sold everything before that. But my my strategy. I bought like the radio company and the like oil and you know, that bank and stuff early on. And then I sold I don't know in the first couple of years. But then I I, I basically just piled up. I saw that the the motor company, which is basically like Chevy Ford, uh I think it's Chevy, was that like it was just cheap for a very long time. So I just started buying up and I bought like (laughs) twenty shares of it or something. And I ended with $291, which I think is the, the record for non-cheaters between all the classes. So easy dub. I just, I just bought it. It was like, people are like, oh, people, I saw people, there's like paper handsing the whole time, dude. They, they would like see the, the stock not go up as high as the other ones. And they just like sell it. And like the next time it would go up. But I just held until the end because I had faith. I mean, if you know anything about 1920s history, you know, that cars are, boomed in that time a lot of people started buying cars so i'm like all right let's get the motor company and let's just like hold it'll be the swing trade of the century and it was so uh yeah um i think because we knew what was going to happen we like knew what the market was going to do because we were playing this to history um i was like yo what if i can like options trade so I was like asking the thing is the stock market simulation was like kind of accurate but it was like kind of not oh, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> <Bless> you. <laughs> uh, thank you thank you um i felt that coming on for like five seconds and i'm like do i keep talking or do i just stop and let it <laughs> let the sneeze come out no i was like all right because we know what's gonna happen what's one way that you can multiply your money just like buy a ton though if you what's the, what's the way that you can grow the Potential profits of something if you know exactly what's going to happen in the stock market, and it's options trading. So we want to talk a trading. little bit about yeah. options <laughs> in- inside. <laughs> hey, no, 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 options trading is most of the time only a good idea if you're inside trading because they you know exactly what's going to happen. So um yeah, I mean, just follow our our idols in uh, in the United States Congress, and then you can learn how to inside trade. <laughs> but the thing you want to do for options trading is is don't do it most of the time because you're not a genius and and you won't be able to do it. But I just want to explain what it is. So, options trading is a way of what you're doing is you're you're trading. You're literally trading options. That's why it's called options trading is because you're buying yourself options. So there's basically ways where you can bet that a stock is going to go down and bet that a stock is going to go up. So. When you're option trading, most of the time you're not actually buying a stock. It's more complicated than just buying a share in a company. So, before you listen to this part of the podcast, make sure you understand what the stock market is very thoroughly. I think we've talked about this enough to where most of you probably know. When you buy a share, you're just buying a piece of a company, and your whole, and your, that share price can go up and down depending if the company's value goes up and down, which is sometimes based on if the company is doing well that kind of stuff but nowadays is more based off of just like random stuff and how other people perceive its value um it could be like reddit saying that something is going to go to the moon and that changes the price so there's other factors besides just like a company's financial standings but options trading is a little bit different you're not buying a physical share so we're going to talk about call options first so I don't know why, but I was a little bit murky on on, on call options for like a while until I I started really like trying to like think about where is this extra money coming from? So what happens when you buy a call option is you're buying, you're paying a premium upfront to be able to buy a stock later at the price that you paid that premium at. So what I, what didn't click for me, I'm, I'm just going to be like straight up. This is what didn't click for me. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm make myself sound stupid, but in case other people are having this problem, like, okay, you are paying a premium now to be able to buy a stock in the future at that price. But then wouldn't you be, if you're buying that stock in the future at that price, let's say we have a $10 stock. And you think it's going to go up. So you pay $2 premium or something. It goes to $20. But then you can buy it at $10. But then you only made $8. Because you get that $10 gain. But you spend that $2 premium. If you thought that stock was going to go to $20. Why wouldn't you just buy the stock then and make $10? That's what wasn't making sense <laughs> for me with options trading. Is, is like, Does that make sense? Yeah, that's your turn. The thing that didn't click for me was that was the capital man the capital usage right so yeah. as long as you're not trading on margin this is how it would work when you you're paying that instead of spending that $10 that you have to buy the stock you spend that $10 buying five $2 premiums so now you now you have five options to bu- to buy that stock so then you say say it goes to $20 you you wouldn't actually be like Buying all of those for for a hundred dollars for uh, fifty bucks, you would be buying and immediately selling and just cashing in that profit is the the general idea. So you would you know pay that ten dollar you're paying ten dollars to get five options. The stock goes from ten to twenty dollars, and then there's that you know fifty dollars in in profit between all of them subtract the ten dollars that you paid initially you made forty dollars instead of ten dollars that does that make
0: sense yeah you got it
1: <laughs> I'm, i don't know if that was confusing but the, the the key thing to understanding trading call options is it's like it's your your capital usage it's what you can do like how you can just get more options than you can shares if that makes sense right
0: yeah, that, so yeah. therefore you're that, entitled that to more
1: gains. So in a yep. way, it's very related to trading on margin, which is also a thing that you probably shouldn't do. But I, I think trading call options and trading on margin are actually very, very similar in their risk and and reward and just the general way it works. You're kind of just like trading on, on on borrowed money in a way. So um if a call option goes goes sour the you, the main thing is that you're losing um on your, your your the premium you play you paid but most of the time is that you also have to close on that call option which means that what on when it hits its expiry date most of the time you have to just buy that stock but at eight dollars at ten dollars so then you'll just take that loss in the opposite direction, if that makes sense. So let's say it went from $10 to $8 or something like that. Then you have to buy that stock at $10 and then sell it at $8. So you're taking a $2 loss on, on everything you bought. So that's where your, yeah. your losses can also be exponentially increased, which is why you generally don't want to do this <laughs> because you're not a genius and most of your trades will go uh, south. So then we'll go into the reverse, which is is buying puts or shorts. Whatever you want to call them. Um, I call them, I think sharts is a good name for them. Because that's what they are. It's (laughs) literally just like a shart, dude. Like, you should not do this. Unless you're like, what is his name? Michael Burry or something. And you're just like, no. Um, Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. If you just like, whatever. Um, Shorting is when you borrow a share. Okay. Miss do you want to be my broker right now? I'm your broker. Yo. I think that what what stock do we think is gonna go to the floor? Phase Clan?
0: Are we shorting Phase Clan? <laughs> yeah, we're shorting Phase Clan.
1: All right, Phase Clan was like what ten bucks?
0: I think it's like four dollars now. But yeah, what well, well, it, it was like ten dollars time. Right? It was when 10 we bucks.
1: talked about it on the podcast. It was like ten bucks or something. Yeah. Okay, we'll right. use ten dollars because it's a round number. I think Phase Clan is this this stock. I listened to the Teen Finance Pod, and these goons are saying that that Phase Clan <laughs> stock is gonna go to the floor. I think it's gonna like go to like five bucks or something. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna short it. So I'm gonna go to my broker, um, Maseo uh, Schwab, and I'm gonna say, "Yo, I I I'm not confident in this stock. Can I borrow a share of this stock?" And you're gonna be like, "Bruh, you, you want me to you want to let you want me to let you borrow a share of Phase Clan?" And you're like, "Not nah, champ, unless you pay me a premium." <laughs> so now i'm going to say how much money do you do you want to me to pay you as a premium to to borrow this stock from you for like two months
0: i want a hundred dollar premium
1: screw you i'll give you two bucks so i'm going oh. to pay a two dollar premium to maceo schwab and then which is that's semi realistic ratios maybe i don't About know right. probably how much I are short premiums? it depends everything's priced in always like that that's another reason why you probably shouldn't do this. But we're just gonna explain it for uh for economics lesson's sake. So now, Maseo, I just gave him two bucks. You have your two bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So it's I have this share now that I'm borrowing from him. What I'm going to do is I'm going to immediately sell the share. So I'm in debt one share to Maseo, but I have ten dollars out of this. Sh- I also paid him two dollars. Remember that for later. But I now I have basically like ten dollars in 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 capital to to work with. So let's say things go exactly how I planned. A couple months later, FaZe Clan is down to five dollars. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to I what do I what what am I in debt with right now? I only say it was share Phase Clan. So I'm going to buy a share of Phase Clan for five dollars. Using that ten dollars that I had, so now I buy a share of Face Clan, and I give it back to Maseo. Our deal is closed. What do I have left? Well, as you remember, I had ten dollars, but it only took me five dollars to buy back that share. So now I have that five dollars profit minus the premium that I pay Maseo. It was like two dollars. I think realistically, the ratio is smaller most of the time, unless it truly is is a, a risky stock. Yeah. Um. But profit like $3, it would be more than that in, in real life, I think. I don't think the rate, it would actually make a $2 it, premium on that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Mm, I think it, it's way it, less it than that. It depends,
0: like, what direction the stock's going in. Like, if it's already heading down, then the premium will be really high. But if it's, like, let's say it's jumping 80% in a day, the premium will be super dude, low. Dude, this is so bad. I'm sorry, dude.
1: <laughs> Bye. This, I, the after days is crazy. I'm just drinking because I'm thirsty and it's supposed to be on my desk, but. You oh say my bye gosh, bye. that's what shorting a stock is. How can you lose money on shorts? Well, let's say it didn't go as planned and Phase Clan went to fifteen dollars. Now I have to buy back that Phase Clan stock because I'm still in debt to Maseo mm-hmm. and I don't want to get sued. So I have to, you know, give him his his share back. So what I have to do? I have to go buy it for fifteen bucks. I I, I, I have to do it. So then you I buy that share for $15. I give it back to Maseo. I as you know I only had $10 to work with. so now that's minus $5 minus the two that I paid him. I'm I'm out seven bucks. That's why shorting is so risky and generally like not worth it. What it's worth it for the broker? Notice how I said I have to yeah, exactly. Notice how I said I have to buy that is where a short squeeze comes in. So this is what happened with GameStop and and AMC and stuff. So when people, what happened with the GameStop situation is people started these redditors all united to to buy all at the same time. What uh, they bought stocks that if you don't know why, if you thought GameStop and AMC were was like random. GameStop wasn't random. It was literally like the most shorted stock. So a ton of these hedge funds on Wall Street were doing what we just said. They were shorting GameStop. They were betting that it was going to go down using the practice that we just explained. What Redditors realized was that if enough of them bought um, GameStop stock, they could just like pump up the price artificially. And then all these big hedge funds are going to see these losses on their shorts go up. And th- if those losses get too big, they'll, they'll, they'll go bankrupt because they don't have enough money to pay those losses. So what do they do? They're forced to close that short position early. But what does that mean they're doing? They're also buying the stock back <laughs> at an extremely high price. So then that pumps up the stock higher, which makes more people have to close on their short positions, but then they're buying the stock at five hundred bucks, which makes more people who have more money have to close their short positions, and so on, until this just goes up, and that's what a short squeeze is: is when you're just forcing a ton of people to close their short positions because they don't have enough money to, you know, pay off that loss. So that's what happened with GameStop and AMC. If you're, if you were wondering how that happened how that went up so fast it wasn't just because a ton of people were buying it it's because people were these big hedge funds were forced to close their short positions wow that's my economics lesson for the day (laughs) that was a great little lesson good good lesson now you guys know how to trade options which is something you should never do so it's (laughs) like it's like teaching about about drugs basically is what i just did (laughs) hopefully you see how bad those losses can be and you just won't do it um, and the thing is most brokers, if you're under eighteen, will just not let they won't let you trade options because they know how risky it is, and they don't want like kids going into massive amount of debts and like losing their brokers a ton of money. Actually, I don't know if I was a broker, I would use the unethical way of making money possibly of just like letting kids trade options and then just like forcing their parents to pay off the debt.
0: Oof, brutal,
1: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> What are some other unethical ways to make money? This is actually a good segue. Oh.
0: Huh. Well, speaking on unethical ways to make money. Hmm. So I was kind of doing a little browsing through TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw these guys who were doing credit card skimming, right? <laughs> Did you ever you ever seen that a while ago? It was a thing. It was a total scam. But they had these piles of cash on their desk, right?
1: And <laughs> when they go it, yeah,
0: exactly. You are a
1: scammer. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So then that kind of sparked some interest for me. You know, a -hmm. lot of cash on a desk. Who else would have a lot of cash on their desk?
1: Um, a drug dealer.
0: Exactly. A drug dealer. So, wait, actually, yes, this is where I'm going with this. Okay. Okay. okay,
1: I did did not know that. I actually just said like, that was the first thing that came to mind. I'm sorry if I stole your thunder. (laughs) No, 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 no. That was perfect. That was perfect.
0: That was perfect. So what you do, right? So in every, like, town state country nation there's drug dealers right
1: yeah
0: i'm sure if we really wanted to go find a drug dealer we could find the drug dealer
1: probably like 67 out of school (laughs) at least yeah like (laughs) like
0: walking past us every day so what we do is we find this drug dealer right yeah we befriend this drug dealer
1: befriend the drug dealer
0: befriend the drug dealer right so there we go we have one person onto our list of drug dealers that we know right yes but the dealer is never the producer right so you're trying to make your way up a little bit higher Okay. We try to go to the person who is. We need to vertically integrate. Exactly, we're vertically. Oh. So, <laughs> so now we're making our way up to the person who probably buys the weed and then distributes it to their dealers, right? So okay. now we're at the boss. The boss, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: We bef- we me, befriend me. the boss. Okay, we're Sam boss. now. Now yeah, we befriend yeah. Sam. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But that goes deeper. There's the person who's growing the weed, and if deeper. it's getting and if it's getting sold to these people who are illegally dealing, that's not okay. So, you know Is what you do? Okay? We're already friends with so many bad people, right? Yes. We go befriend the, the grower. <gasps> Evan. Okay. Evan. <laughs> now we're with Evan, dude. Okay. So, here we are. We, now we have our stack, right? Yeah. So, we have the boss. Yes. Sorry. We have the dealer. We have the boss and we have the grower. Okay. And from the dealer, we meet all the other... Or from the boss, we meet all the other dealers, right? Okay. And you know what you do when you buy stuff in cash, person to person...
1: Um, you put it in an envelope.
0: You don't pay tax.
1: Oh, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say you put it in a, in a red envelope or in a white envelope so, and you hide it, you drop it under a trash can.
0: <laughs> so you don't pay tax, right? Yes. And when you don't pay tax, who gets mad? The SEC and the,
1: the IRS.
0: There you go. IRS. So the IRS has something called the Whistleblower Act. So the Whistleblower Act is if you can snitch on a person who is not paying taxes you are entitled to 15 to 30% of their income that is taken by the IRS and so now that we have befriended all of these terrible people who are not paying taxes we go we blow the whistle on them and we collect 15 to 30% of every single person's income that we have just befriended <laughs> <laughs> and and even better there is, whist- there's a part of the Whistleblower Act comes with the Whistleblower Protection Program. So now that you pissed off all of these drug dealers, <laughs> you're protected. You have full protection from the government, from all these drug dealers. You can get you can get put under witness protection if that's necessary. You have full support from the American government.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is Stratton, bro. And there's my plan. And you can use all the money you make to just, like, buy seven bodyguards.
0: Exactly. When you're swimming in cash.
1: Wow. Right? So maybe what you do, I think you need to do this on just an epic, like, on a gargantuan scale. So I like what you're saying. Go to the boss and find the other dealers. I think we go to the grower, find all the places the grower goes to. And then find mm. all of the places or all the the bosses that that grower supplies uh-huh. and then find all the, the dealers that those bosses supply. It's like a pyramid, you know, like like if a, a good rule of thumb, if a business plan includes a pyramid, it is very, very good. Like like very advantageous, you know, think pyramid schemes, think this pyramid um, weed grower thing. <laughs> what do they both have in common? They make you absorbent amounts of money. So I think. <laughs> I I really think this is uh this is the next big thing, Museo. I think it is. I mean Should we try it? And, uh, like, like don't don't shoot us if you're a drug dealer, like, please. I, I don't want uh, to This is a joke. This is this is, this <laughs> is not uh, this is we're joking. But um yeah, no that the whistle I did that's actually crazy that the I I did not know that about the IRS so they, that they they did that. I wonder if there are people taking advantage of it and we just don't know because the protection. Is I so think
0: good. there I think there are because this idea sprouted like Two years ago, for me, when remember there was a bunch of um, uh adult dancers on TikTok posting yeah. their earnings. Yeah, remember? Do you remember that? And there was a trend for them to just have like piles of. Cash. Oh, so did people and, go? And there was a guy. There was one dude who went around, and he got all these people written down, and he like used he like contacted the IRS under the whistleblower act, and he collected a ton of their income. Dude. <laughs> and and, he, and people hated him for it. But I'm sure he made it out. He deleted his account.
1: That's that's a money. strat, dude. The whistleblower act. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> dude, doing that with you should you know what we should try that with next? What? The cartel?
0: The mafia? Ooh, yeah. I, dude, I'm so sure they'd be fine to, with it. Right? They'd be
1: fine with it. Yeah, no. It's no big deal. Yeah, they, they won't do it. The anything. government can protect me. Trust. Yeah. Friend, chilling.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. No, nah, but if
1: you if you did this, you'd you'd have to invest all your money in like a mansion with like so you need at least like five of those nest security cameras at least you need five. like
0: sharks with like laser turrets on their heads or something yeah.
1: <laughs> so this video is this podcast is actually sponsored by simply safe so simply safe is the best SimpliSafe. way
0: to <laughs> Alright, a home security system you can install by yourself <laughs> by myself all
1: right <gasps> i have one more um semi unethical way that it's not an, it's not like an idea on how to make money someone is doing this right now okay So you remember Salt Bay from like years ago, like back in like 2015, like like the guy who like cut up a steak and went, and then he went and got that, (laughs) you know,
0: that guy. (laughs) My dad does that every time he cuts a steak. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So he became a cultural icon. I mean, your dad is doing this for fuck's sake. This guy is trying to cling on to his fame so hard and monetize it. So I don't know if you saw the clips of it. Bro was at the World Cup. Somehow he got on the field. People don't know how he got on the field, but bro would just go up and like, dude, uh, he would just harass like Messi and stuff, and be like, "Yo, Messi, Messi, get in the picture, do my thing, do my thing." It's the cringiest thing you've ever seen. Um, but that's that's not where the Salt Bay cringe stops. So, Salt Bay, after he he did this, he was just like working at a restaurant. I think. But he started opening his o- his own restaurants around his name, and then every time yeah. you order steak or something, the Salt Bay would come out a- and do this with the salt onto your steak. The thing is, the first the first thing is all of his steaks are extremely overpriced. I don't know what it is like, may- maybe like a thirty dollar ribeye. They just plate it in like cheap edible gold that like I don't know doesn't even cost that much, and they just charge thousand dollars for it. Like they're they're making basically all of that. That's almost all profit. So they're kind of just like scamming people with like very mid stakes, covering it in like cheap edible, you know, gold plating stuff, and then just charging a ton of money for it. So that's the first thing, which is already bad enough. The second thing is that the salt bays are not even salt bay. It's just a ton of lookalikes. This guy has. If if you think if you do any any tiny ounce of critical thinking you'll realize that this bro has like 10 restaurants and there's one of him (laughs) so i mean (laughs) like like, there you go any ounce (laughs) it's they're they're literally just a ton of lookalikes that are going and sprinkling the salt it's not even him so the people that are paying for this are like either just so rich that it doesn't matter that they're getting scammed they don't care or they're just really really stupid but um yeah i don't know is salt bay an asshole or a genius
0: like where do you draw the line I, like i don't know i mean i guess it's just marketing and branding at that it point is marketing right? the stuff he did at the world cup though was like so
1: cringe it's it's, it's a very tough a watch if you want to go try <laughs> you can you can go try to watch it it's it's a it's, a, it's a it's very hard to get through yeah i don't know maybe we should open a teen finance restaurant and just like plate stuff in gold and and charge a trillion dollars for it if you guys get the black card if you get the team finance black card no problem paying for it that's gonna be easy work for you maybe that's like yeah. a benefit of the, teen Ooh, finance access black card. the team access you get finance to lounge oh the, Ooh, the team team finance, finance lounge the team finance lounge the team finance um steakhouse where the mm. the team finance steakhouse is what we're gonna call it. <laughs>
0: And and in the steakhouse, instead of music, it's us talk. It's it's us doing an (laughs) episode, but in like in like a slow voice with like jazz music in the background of us talking. Hey, what is up, guys? Oh my god, that's funny, dude. That's funny (laughs) the whole time. Yeah, all the food is green.
1: All the food is all the food is like painted with edible green like food coloring and stuff and yes the background music is just us talking over jazz it's just like podcast episodes with like some faint jazz in, in, in the Is background.
0: that still your ringtone or your voicemail?
1: I actually I turned it off because oh. I th- I it was like it was a little bit much I think <laughs> cuz like if any of my family members or if I'm getting calls I, what what made me think about it was like all right I'm, like, doing more of this video. I, di- I, I just bought a camera. I'm going to be doing more video projects in in the future. If a client calls me and I miss the call, and that's my voicemail, <laughs> I don't know if we, if we told you. It's basically just me. For those who don't know, it's me plugging the podcast in a very, like, suggestive voice over jazz music. <laughs> it's, like, it's really funny. It's, like, it's, it's pretty really good. Funny. But it's, uh... Maybe not professional. So, I turn it off. I might replace it with... I want to replace it with something more fun. That's just, like, funny. But, I don't know. It is a good voicemail, for sure. Uh, well, I'll have to make a new one. I'll have to make a new one soon. You should make one, Maseo. I
0: know, I need to make one. Mine is still the same from, like... I don't know. I, my I hate voicemail? your voicemail with a passion.
1: <laughs> I absolutely hate it. It's it's Maseo, like, five years old, going what hello can you hear me it's like him just like trolling <laughs> it was like maybe funny the first time after hearing that voicemail like multiple times i <laughs> just want to rip my eyeballs out of my face every single it's, time i hear it
0: it's so funny because i've never heard it i don't think i, yeah, can't, I, even, know, I, can't, I mean, can't even imagine I'm it. Saying,
1: all of us we all like hate it with a passion it literally like, ruins so our day when we hit it, when <laughs> we hear it dude because i'll still fall for it every once in a while even though you sound like a like a seven-year-old girl like i i don't know it's uh yeah yeah it's you need to change it please all right that's for this episode we'll be back next week with either another one of these episodes where we just i i honestly i kind of like these where we just explore like very like funny troll ways to make money with some actual like useful content It, it might be one of those wait wait no i'm in I'm in the UK the week after that, so we'll probably record this episode on Sunday. So it'll be right after I did some. It'll be like after formal that that oh, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But then the episode after that, I'll be. Do I take my mic with me? Do we record it while I'm in the UK?
0: I feel like we do that pre. I don't know. I don't know. We how might just to just like sitting around.
1: Yeah, I know. Okay, so we'll figure it out. Um, bod pod at some point. Um, which I think we want to run that either while I'm doing my my one week of peak physical and mental performance and we'll talk about mm-hmm. all the the ways I am I'm achieving that. So we'll either do that, we'll we might want to talk about publishing again and I'll try to get that that friend on. We'll have to the schedule though. So we'll figure it out. We'll have some banger content for you next week. <laughs> in the week after that. In the week after that. Know, in the week whatever. after whatever. And in, in and the foreseeable future. In but the, in the in the week after that. Just mark your calendars. That's it. We'll see you next time. Bye. bye.